Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by Westminster Effects, and they are killing your town. Go check out WestminsterEffects.com. they got a lot of cool stuff on there. The Wycliffe Fuzz is a lot of fun. They've got some awesome uh, utility pedals in the Westminster Essential section. And then you've also got the new Geneva V2, which is a Vox in a Box. Hey, that... So you wouldn't use that yet? Vox in a Box? I'm sure they have. Whatever. I, it feels like it's the first time I've heard it, because I'm like, that's that's too clever not to use. Yeah, I mean, Cody, you're welcome. Well, I don't think Cody can actually say it's a Vox in a box. What if you spelt it differently, like V-O-C-K-S? <laughs> V-O-X. V-O-X in the box. <laughs> it's German. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Westminster effects. Das is good. <laughs> All right. Well... Uh, go to Westminster. Geneva's in Switzerland. Otherwise, this would uh, be an even better <laughs> Ooh, the joke. Thrift. Yeah, that would have been that would have been fantastic. All right, whatever. Okay, so Scott, what's new with you? Actually, I know you've got something new because you just sent a picture of it. Yeah, I just opened it. I haven't plugged it in yet. Uh, so I just got in hand a Jackson Audio Bloom. I've wanted to mess with the Jackson Audio pedal. I yeah, still have. I mean, not. so I think. I think I've mentioned this on the show a few times. I'm actually becoming really interested in their form factor, um, partly because it's MIDI and all the flexibility they give you. But there seems to just be a lot packed in here. I'm looking forward to trying it out because it is a Cali 76 um, or an 1176 uh, based uh, compressor model in here. So this should sound a lot like my Cali 76, and I'm kind of curious which one's better for what I want and what I want to do. Um well, the cool thing about that is it's MIDI, right? Yeah, it's got a MIDI control in here, so I can. Yeah, so that's the part I liked was like they have a they have a dual stacked uh, compressor mode to do like slide, and then they so what I could do is I could do a highly compressed and a lightly compressed, or you know, I could I can mess with some presets like that. So I'm I'm really interested in that side of it. Maybe give me some more flexibility. Um, I have a grievance already with it though which is it the MIDI jack is too close to the other jacks and it's a little hard to get a pancake uh, MIDI plug in there without going just pure right angle vertical into it. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw the picture. It does not look like it's, uh, it's a tight well fit. thought out. Yeah, well, it's, it, I mean, it looks well thought out when you look at it until you actually... It, it, it's really dependent on I just got to make sure this lines up with like a slat in my board yeah or it's going to be a problem or I might be able to just do a different type of right angle cable I don't know I got to make sure I like this thing before I start worrying about like MIDI presets and stuff like that so yeah also well, uh I think I might not be giving a five star rating to the seller that I bought it from oh I I you know what go ahead and say why and then we're gonna fight over the shipping thing or over the velcro thing both okay it is just a strip of loop side velcro on the back of it so 
I'm okay. fundamentally opposed to doing that. Okay, but that's because they went against the norm, pretty much, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't. Know. I mean, I don't. I'll, I I don't know. I mean, if it came with crappy Velcro, you'd just put good Velcro on it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, usually I'm replacing the Velcro anyway. So, um, so it's a moot point. Perhaps. Okay, go to your next point. Uh, my other point is the seller, instead of putting the tracking number into Reverb, just sent me a copy of the a picture of the receipt with four other packages that he shipped that day. And <laughs> you're guessing, huh? Well, it says it has the destination on there. Oh yeah, it they does. All going to... Yeah, they're going to different spots. Okay. Um, and the guy sent it to me in a medium flat rate box for just the pedal. Yeah. And then was it, in a, was it twenty dollars for shipping? No. Okay. It's just a loose pedal and a bunch of plastic bags in the shipping thing. But it's just uh, it's it's just kind of a fun thing of when someone asks for a certain amount of shipping money and then shows you the receipt and how much they paid and showing that's significantly different with no packing well, materials or anything like that. You kind of go, well, should I ask for a five dollar refund or not? Because uh, no, that's not. I'm paying him five bucks to handle it for the shipping. No, you you agreed to that amount of shipping. Whenever you bought the pedal, if he found a cheaper route and was able to increase his profit, so what? I would would argue that that the $20 shipping and handling implies that he's insuring it. Okay. And he did not insure the package. But that implies. I don't ever insure packages. Oh, you should. Well, probably, but I've not had a problem yet, so. Yeah, it's lucky. I tend to find uh, the reverb discount versus the reverb insurance on flat rate, uh, like the padded mailers, kind of washes itself out. Unless it's a really expensive pedal. Honestly, I think the only thing out of all of this that I would think is kind of stupid is the fact that he didn't put the shipping into reverb. Therefore, doesn't that like prolong him getting paid? Yeah. Paid out? So it seems like this guy might... This might be his first reverb sale. Yeah, I think it might be his first reverb sale. It might honestly be one of his first, like, real sales because, I mean... He doesn't know how to do Velcro, right? He doesn't know how to do... <laughs> I mean, he might be a young kid who's who just has a lot of money to buy a Jackson Bloom. I mean, I don't know. I think that the pedal arrived as described, correct? Yeah, I mean, it. so far it seems to be fine. Did it arrive in a timely manner? uh reasonably i mean the the reason it when did when did you order it um black friday the 27th and it's here on tuesday yeah and actually it it sat in chicago's ups usps system for longer so i'm i'm not uh I mean, i'm not banging on that and also actually the other part the thing it to, to talk about is uh yeah he's got he's got some pretty nice stuff Okay. Here. All right. So it arrived in a timely manner. It arrived mm-hmm. as described. Mm-hmm. All right. Give the man five stars. I'll think about it. I mean, everything you've listed is like preference, except for the only thing I'll give you a little bit on is that it was just in plastic bags. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I've kind of done that. I usually, sometimes I'll usually do like, I'll find like, uh, junk mail, like the coupons and all that, mm-hmm. scrunch it up, you know, old school style. But I mean, I now just do the box in a padded mailer, but whatever. Okay, this dude's had some stuff. I'm looking at his sold listings. He's got a Zamitas in here. He's got a PRS Custom 24. A oh Sore, Tom Anderson. What's Fender, his rating? Fender Elite. Uh, five stars. So you're going to mar that man's good reputation. Scott. Wow. I don't know. He had a Mario Martin Go on the... one time. He had a Nags. He's had multiple Go... PRSs. I say go on our Facebook group and tell Scott what rating. We should do a poll on what rating this guy should get. What do you say? I just think it's weird. This dude sold like 40 or 50 things. He doesn't know how to print a shipping label yet. (laughs) Yeah. I don't print shipping labels. Dude, you'd save so much money if you printed your own shipping labels. Yeah. Well, I don't have a printer, so. Oh, do you have one at work? No, not that I can access. I can't access the internet at work. Okay. You know, they get a little antsy. That used to be what I'd do is I just use the printer at work, but I have a I have a printer at home now and I just bought those uh when we did uh remember like a long time ago we did the those barefoot buttons? Yeah. Um I remember I was like, Oh, I gotta ship out like thirty of these things. I'm just gonna print labels. And that you're talking about the don't be a dick one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I bought these like half sheet label things that work perfect for shipping labels. And uh, I I went through one pack of them and now I'm on my second pack. I know like spending 10 bucks on shipping labels seems like a dumb thing, but you know, they last you a while. Well, just charge $20 for shipping and you'll be able to recoup some of that cost. <laughs> yeah, pay for the uh, Kinko's fees. Yeah. Yeah. All right, enough with me. Oh. What's new with you, Diaz? Oh, nothing. Still, I'm in a dry spell. Man. I've been. I've had a couple like nibbles on things, but like it's never panned out. They had there's this lap steel, and I can't remember what brand it was. It was a lap steel and a Fender Mustang amp for like a hundred bucks. I tried to get on that, and it was a little too slow, but. Right now, I'm not. I'm not really searching for anything. I'm pretty happy with my board. I think I. Uh, I might. I'm gonna keep my eye out for any like trade stuff. If I got stuff laying around that, you know, I'd trade off. But, eh, I'm actually pretty content right now. Which is weird and scary. That's when you start looking at the really expensive stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, that's the whole thing. I'm not like super looking for expensive stuff or anything. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'd rather just trade like right now. I, I, I need to get, I'm searching for a great overdrive tone. I'm not content with what I've got for the most part. Right now, my two favorite overdrives I have is the saucy mm-hmm. box for, and the clone from uh, Ben. Do you still have the dually from Westminster? I do. You it's not to, currently on the board. I'm thinking about love a King of Tone kind of blues breakery thing into a Vox. So, yeah, I'm I'm thinking I miss the Prince of Tone really bad. Yeah. 
So but that was part of what I, I was thinking. I was like, if I really like this Jackson audio format, I might go looking at the Golden Boy from them. Yeah, that's the is that the Joey Landreth one? Yeah, yeah. Same price as the King of Town. Single single pedal format, MIDI controllable. Whew. So start doing that presets sounds... with it, you know that kind of stuff, or on off. You've got the Morning Star, don't you? Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. And I've already got a MIDI to quarter inch adapter too with the the Chase Bliss thing. So uh, I need to start doing some splitters because I already have four pedals on my board that do MIDI. So all four yeah. slots are already taken up. But I mean, they just doesn't matter. You can just run like a a splitter off of them or whatever, and they'll still work. So oh, because none of yours really have like MIDI through, do they? Yeah, no one, no one's, none of them send MIDI back. So. It's fine. Well, I mean, usually you could like daisy chain them, right? Uh, if I'm, I had a MIDI through on them, yeah, you could daisy yeah. chain them. See, because that's what I usually did. Because that's what I I'm just doing with the... Yeah, because you had the Strifecto, which were full-size MIDI ports. Yeah. So on, on the Chase Split stuff, it's just a quarter inch in. So Okay, so it, it's like a no MIDI, MIDI TRS? Through. Yeah, it's a MIDI TRS. Okay. okay. Uh, so there's no MIDI through, it's just MIDI in. And so you got to you gotta do a distributor kind of little thingy. Oh, man, there's a new... Did I share with you the new uh, MIDI controller that's coming yeah, out? Yeah, that thing looks really good. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Pirate MIDI or something like that? That sounds right. Yeah, where they actually yeah. they preload commands yes. based on the manufacturer. So you actually say what... All right, this pedal is this, and it then cues up. Hey, here's what you can do with it. Yeah, cool. and it and it runs, and it can send more than just MIDI. It can send. I mean, it can be a fave switch, a tap tempo, a MIDI. It can be like you can use it to control pedals that are not MIDI. Oh, so it can send a tap tempo. Okay. It can change. It can yeah. change what type of signal it sends. I think the Morning Star can do all that as well, but it's just you just got to know what to do. Right. I think this is more user friendly, and it's cheap as crap. Yeah, I mean, it's like two hundred US, something like that. Oh, that is cheap. Because they're uh, they're in Australia. That's. Well, I guess they're cheaper than Thailand, where or Indonesia, where the Morning Star is. Well, the thing is, is I think that their price is not going to be sustainable and the price is going to go up. Uh, Maybe. I think so. I think he's, what's going I to think he'd be surprised the material costs on those things at scale probably isn't that bad. Well, my thing is, is here's the thing. They're, they're based in Australia. Uh-huh. Shipping's going to be expensive. Yeah. I mean, that's... Like that's going to be a big hurdle for them because yeah. a lot of their customers going to be U.S. and U.K. Well, so they'll need a local distributor and they'll need to sell them in bulk and do warehousing and that kind of junk. So, which starts chipping into their profit. So I, I think that their right now their price point isn't going to be sustainable, but it's a good way for them to break into the market. So mm-hmm. I think that we'll see their price slowly go up. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Who knows? What do I know? You're just a guy with a podcast with literally dozens of listeners. Yeah. I mean, we've started getting where our uh, 
release day, we're getting over 12 downloads. I don't think we've ever dropped below 12. On a release day? Yeah. I sure hope not. Other than like that one release day that you just didn't hit or release an episode on. So. Oh, yeah. We didn't. We just didn't release the episode. So there's no downloads. All right. Let's Actually, move get, on to. We get like five listens on days we don't post an episode. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. That, that's the one that always shocks me. Like, I figure that people just like listen when they release and they're just like, screw you guys. No, have you seen like some of our old episodes keep going up? And I'm just like, people are actually going into our back catalog of news. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not listening to this on December 2nd, 2020, what's up? Dude? Thanks. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> what are you up? What are you up to? Thanks, Kyle. Shoot one, of, shoot one of us a message and just say, hey, I'm listening to this episode now. It's going to be like, it's going to be like five years from now. Someone's going to be like, hey, I'm listening to that episode. I'm like, what are you talking about? Do you think it's just, you said to say, hey, you think it's just been fair? Just like listening to old episodes again? Because like here to listen to this week's episode early. Possibly. I feel like he needs to find new friends. <laughs> Sorry. Like if, if, I mean, if we're what he does, if we're, we're what he listens to. Yeah. All right. So let's move ben, on. Thank you for what? all this time with Patreon before you quit on us right now. <laughs> yeah, that, please yeah. don't. Thank you. We can't, we can't quit. <laughs> we can't quit you. I can't quit you. Oh my gosh. Should we get into some news? I don't know. I've said let's move on like four times. Well, I've said it now, so therefore that's what we're doing. All right. <laughs> Boss and Sola Sound team up for the limited edition Wazacraft TB2W Tone Bender. Okay. Really quick. This There's been a little bit of controversy around this. People are, one, upset that it's not an FZ2W. It's not the FZ2. Legit. Which I understand the frustration. And also that it's being... It's a limited edition. Okay. Ah, Here, limited edition. What about the scalpers? Which sucks for boss because the only reason why people are throwing a fucking fit is because of what just went down with Chase Bliss. You know what? And the people who are mad about it, fuck them. That's why. <laughs> Here's the deal. <laughs> boss very rarely does limited edition. The last limited edition I can think of really was the the black ds1 one well no that it was the one series the the three uh reissues of the sg1 ph1 and what's the red one dm the dm one no wait wait it was the no it was something weird the spectrum yeah spectrum that's what it was the sp1 i think is what it is yeah um and I thought those it was the were DM2, what? and I was like, that's not right. No, it was the Spectrum. Those are those were what? How much was that set? $900? Uh, was it? No. Or $500? It was up it, there. It was up there in price. And so when um, they gave one away People... in a contest, and Brett won one of them. Who? Brett Alexander. Oh, a what? Really? Yeah, I think he has one. He has the set. I think it was at I think it was at a Tone Mob raffle. He got that. Great deal. I mean, here's the deal. Yep. Number one, they're making a pedal 
they're they're re they're reimagining a pedal that they never made. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've ever done a tone bender, right? Not that I know of. And so my that was my first reaction where I was like, tone bender, that's kind of weird. But then I went, oh well, you know, there's nothing like that really in their range. Right. And the fact that okay, so the fact that it's Waza is kind of weird in the sense of most of the Waza has been like reimagined or reissued of their stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but that's cool. I think it's cool that it's the tone bender because I do like tone benders and this is really neat. It's limited and people are not getting past the fact that it's limited because of the part supply. And a lot of companies build pedals that have limited part supplies and they have to find them and hunt them down. Analog man is one of them, but because it's boss, people are losing their shit. I mean, you can walk into any guitar pedal or any place that sells guitar pedals and nine times out of ten they're gonna have boss pedals okay yep. they do a they, they're making a pedal that has a limited supply of parts who fucking cares i mean number one people are like well i, I don't know if i'll like that anyways okay well then don't get it well it's a tone bender who, so you either know if you like it or not yeah i mean who freaking cares and they're doing it it's really cool that they're doing it with the company that made the tone bender yeah so i mean this i i guess the only real objection i have to this is calling it the waza because what the angry driver wasn't a waza right but it also wasn't limited yeah but waza craft aren't limited are they i don't think so no so i, I think mean, that that's what makes the i think waza it's craft because, I think branding it, is confusing because there's no real like Wazacraft to me is always like, oh, it's modded. So it's more than just one effect. I think well the Waza craft is actually, I believe the thing is, is they're made in Japan. Oh. Uh, that's the big thing. Is where, right. They're not made, they're not they're actually made by boss people. They're not made by oh. just like that's what Waza is, and it's that's why it's more expensive too, is mm-hmm. because it's not being like I mean, it's still being mass produced, but not on the scale as like the DS1 or PH3. Mm-hmm. Those pedals, they're in, and it's the location they're made. And we do know that there is a correlation of price and location made. Yeah. So have they announced how much they're going to limit these? They're going to make them until they run out of parts. Okay. So no. Like that's the whole thing too. Is like it's not like they're only coming out with a thousand so far from what they've said. It's okay. It sounds like they're gonna make them until they run out of parts. Okay. So I mean, there's there's more to be answered here. It, like there's a few things here of like one, they're re- they're announcing it really early and kind of at a weird time. I mean, because I think it undercuts the Christmas season market. Because they announced it's coming out in Q2 next year. So that's spring. Closer to April. Yeah. yeah. So I this mean, would be I a NAM announcement normally, probably. Right? Yeah. I th- I think what they're probably doing is, I mean, Yoshi's been a- announcing a lot of stuff. Yoshi's the like head boss guy. He's um, the boss boss. He's the boss boss. And he, they've been... I think they've been doing a good job of steadily announcing new items, mm-hmm. but this one is a lot farther out. Maybe they're just, I mean, kind of warming us up for other stuff. I don't know. I think that, I mean, the announcement being far out isn't also completely 
a new thing. A lot of people do that too. Yeah, I mean, like but, they they announce stuff at Nam that they don't plan on fulfilling for like you know four four to six months all the time. Right. So that's not I th- crazy. I mean, I think with the whole with I think a big thing is with COVID and the lack of Nam and all that. All rules are off. It's like a jungle in the pedal world, and right now they're just yeah doing whatever I, the hell they want. But Christmas season still Christmas season. I don't think so, this has any effect on Christmas season though. Well, what if you were planning on buying it? I guess this doesn't what, step on what, their own this, line in any way, but and it doesn't really step on anyone else's line, in my opinion, because this is one of those pedals. Either you want it because you like tone benders, and you own other tone benders. Like n- nine times out of ten, you're going to own other tone benders. If you like yeah, a specific fuzz, right? If you like a specific fuzz you collect them or like work off of them. I don't think this is going to nowhere in my mind. Do I think this is going to stop someone from buying something for Christmas? Okay. I don't, I think that this will, all this is, is just teasing. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, my question is how much do you think it's going to be? 250 bucks. I'd say 299. Oof. Yeah, I think it's going to be high up there because of the limited on it. Well, so if they're and, using the same NOS transistors that Sola Sounds are with what because yeah. Sola Sounds still making tone vendors, um, yeah, and they sell them only out of that one shop in in England, and they're ridiculously expensive. But mm-hmm. that dude literally knows about every single one that was ever made. It's like the same batch of transistors from the '60s that they bought in bulk. You know, like, yep. It's that kind of a game, and that's why you know a Sola Sounds tra- Tone Bender Mark II is like. If you go on Reverb right now, it's like seven hundred to a thousand bucks. Oof. Yeah. Which Tone Benders are cool, but they're not that cool, guys. Nope, not even close. The same reason, like Klons are awesome. They're not five thousand dollars awesome. I'm sorry. You know. So. Yeah. Um. Going back to the pedal a little bit, there's a voltage selector, so you can do seven volts, nine volts, or twelve volts. So, so that can... seven volts going to give you that sag, right? Yeah, and Ooh. also, I mean, the the twelve volts going to give you kind of like a supercharge, um, which could also be kind of something that I haven't really seen a lot of before. So that's pretty cool. Um, the other thing to talk about is there's allegedly uh, a buffer, but that can be defeated. So, okay, you've got this is like you guys have been talking about this in the chat room all day. Yeah, and I have no idea actually what the reality of it is, but so the classic I have thing no clue with, what it means. So you know what a buffer is, right? I mean for for the most part, not in a technical sense. Okay. Uh a buffer is just a zero gain amplifier. So right. it changes the impedance of the circuit and gets rid of your, you know, tone loss throughout a long cable because of the way the resistance and capacitance works together okay so like that's why a lot of people put them at the front is it kind of like increases before it's about to get sucked through all the pedals uh like if you have a bunch of true bypass yeah so having a buffer at the front of the chain helps you deal with tone suck from all that really really long um cable run right which is why a lot of there's i mean i know i know is a boss tuner right i know a lot of people have put boss pedals even if they don't use it they'll put one 
at the front of their pedal chain mm-hmm. if they have one sitting around just for the buffer. Yeah. Having said that, everyone says put your fuzz in front of your buffer because input impedance with your pickups matters with a lot of fuzzes. Like, uh, yes. like a fuzz factory, for example, you get to make spaceship noises because of the way it interacts with the controls on your guitar. Um, fuzz faces, tone benders, those are the types of effects that typically get affected by that uh trying to think of other ones um big muffs tend to accept a buffer pretty well so that that's the big question here is with all the mods that potentially are being done because there's plenty this is the other fun thing of like a tone bender circuit is actually a very simple circuit so it could totally fit in a boss enclosure especially if it's surface mount components um so kind of curious how they're modifying the circuit to make everything work but anyway this is this is the big news of the week so we gotta we gotta spend a lot of time on it but should we move on john we have spent too much time on it let's move on to the next thing okay yeah i'm here Okay, sorry. You let's, just let's, you just all came out all at once, like some weird delay thing just happened. Yeah, it was kind of weird on my end. I'm well, leaving it. Welcome in. to podcasting, guys. That's how we do things. This episode, John turns into a robot. Okay, so KMA Machines announces the Worm, which is a like special edition of the Worm, but with a, but this one has an H in it. The Warhim. I don't know. Whatever. It's an HN2 clone. Adds a four band EQ. Yeah. At least it's not Lone Wolf Audio. You know what I mean, Vern? Sorry. I'm not going to throw shade. Uh, 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 it's limited to only 200. Gosh dang scalpers. You don't worry. Oh, I don't sorry. I have one more it's rant. Celebrating on. one, it's celebrating 1,000 of them made. Yeah. Um, one other comment is it seems like everything is in low production and being scalped right now. I mean, it's pretty normal for the holiday season that happens already. There's always supply yeah. demand. So, like, good luck buying a PlayStation 5 right now or an Xbox or, or, <laughs> or a Nintendo Switch for the last year or two. Yeah, or anything. Yeah, like, like it seems like. Yeah, like bikes were hard to find this year. Um, toilet paper, again. Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh, this thing is two hundred and sixty-five U.S. dollars. No, bad. It comes with a T-shirt. Okay, so knock twenty bucks off that. Are are you okay with that price now? Nope. Okay. I mean, look, it's got cool LED places, but like placement, like on the giant worm thing. I don't know, whatever. I like the. I mean, I like it. I don't know. I'm not on two hundred fifty dollars like it. Okay, we talked about them before. KMA, they had that lo- the Logan drive the one with the warnall on the front yeah i mean they've had a few actually two, the, 219 euro that was that how you got to the 260 uh 199 euro 
Okay. It's like 267 and some change. Whatever. <sighs> Good old HM2s. All right. Cattle and Bread launches limited edition gallery series, Sabra Cadabra Overdrive. All right. This is actually really freaking cool. Artwork's really good on it. I mean, this is like, it reminds me of some like Walrus Audio stuff. It reminds me, yeah, the older Walrus kind of Like the older Julia stuff? Yeah. Probably just because it's got a female on the front. But I love it. It's got the nod to Black Sabbath with the Black Sabbath uh, lettering for the Sabracadabra. Mm-hmm. And goes to recreate that sound of a trouble booster into a laney. Yeah. I mean, they do. And they, they also did what the, uh, didn't they do like the queen one? Oh, did they? Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. I'll have to look it up really quick, but I mean, it's really cool. I have, I mean, I like the Tony Iommi sound, but it's very, um, it sounds that way. You know what I mean? It's like, a little dark. It's not. Yeah. That's what I remember. Like, I don't, I don't think of high end with I mean, if, oh, the if, Galileo if, treble booster is what it is. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, you're all good. Uh, yeah. Another fun thing is 10% of this is actually going to the Oregon food banks or is it food depository? And there's actually two, this is a special art version of the Sabra Cadabra. It's versus the, the regular one. Limited um, edition. Yeah. So dang it. Yeah. So, you know that it doesn't really add much to the price of the original and again 10 bucks for each of the pre-orders going to uh the oregon food bank is a really great cost especially this year right how many people are going hungry it comes with a uh, poster yep four foot by uh, four and a half feet something like that i don't know four foot four inches i mean it's yeah. pretty cool. That's yeah, awesome. so it's something I'd... cool to you know leave in the box for when you sell it on Reverb. <laughs> Try kinda, to justify I... five bucks more out of it off the other one. I kind of want it. <laughs> Sorry. Don't apologize. That's dumb. I really want it. I want to. Ah, oh, freaking. So that... Oh, that's the old. That's the old Saber Cadabra. Uh, no, the uh, it's uh. Oh, what's his name? dang it yep thank you and he's playing it on an sg makes me want one now because i have an sg as well just i just wanted to play paranoid or war pigs whatever all right let's go on to the next thing Are you, Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm. Uh, I thought you were introducing oh. it. Oh no, I was. I was just kind of dozing off there. All right, Mr. Black uh, has an has a new analog course vibrato deluxe. Um, did he have a a normal one before? Yeah. Okay. So I'm guessing this is kind of like the course vibrato that everyone's been doing. Uh, so it's a bucket brigade style. Um. Okay. So you know definitely gives you that vintagey sound but at the same time um it's got selectable waveforms um what kind of other extra i think it has a tap tempo on it 
Yeah, looks like that on the right. Uh, can run 18 volts. It is expensive. <sighs> How much is it? Like 250 uh, $329. Ooh, no. 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 Sorry. I mean, Mr. Black makes amazing stuff, but I'm going to have to pass, dog. <laughs> That's too much for me. Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing there is the, the, the different waveforms. So it has a glitch random <laughs> mode, which is kind of cool. Um, on top of the triangle, square, sine wave, regular kind of things tap tempo um yeah i mean if you're if you're a true true chorus snob this might be your up your alley for the average user uh this might be a little too much yeah stick with your julia well or your chris christopherson oh yeah i have that can that run at 18 volts? Um, everything can run at 18 volts. It's just a question of how long. <laughs> the only thing that I've always had a problem with chorus and vibrato is the volume drop. Oh, it's yeah. It's always like a volume drop. Because like you like kicking on. Yeah. I mean, most of the choruses I've used have a wet dry so yeah. you have some control over it i've never really had a true volume drop with mine maybe it's just me maybe it's it's probably just me all right speaking of just you speaking of just me i is it just me or does this next thing not need to exist warwick adds eight new models to the alien deluxe hybrid thin line series of acoustic bases I feel like that meme where it's like nobody and then Warwick's like, hey, eight new acoustic bases. Like no one asked for this. Like I feel like anyone who plays acoustic bass. I don't get the point. I don't get the point of acoustic basses. No, 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 no. You're going to plug. It's acoustic electric bass. Oh, that's what it needs to be. Okay, one, does that just sound like feedback? Like just just the thought of it, you I just think it's gonna sound like feedback, but I need I need it to make my testicles tingle when I play. So yeah. I want it to be acoustic. Yeah, we were talking before the show about this about like how Yeah, they're acoustic electric. Acoustic bases well, make no sense. It's got a teeter nut on it. Just a nut three, teeter nut. <laughs> Sorry. They actually measure the distance from the B to the G string. And the, they put the string spacing as uh, in the stats. That's freaking detailed. Uh, nut width is commonly written in a lot of guitars. Is it? No, 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 no. The, the, I don't think this is nut width. This is like the distance from one string to the next. Like the space in between the strings. Oh. Let's see, it's got nut width, and then it's got distance, B to C string, 82.5 millimeters. String spacing, 16.5 millimeters. Hmm. Yeah. Impressive. 
Um, no one needed that information, Warwick, and you just provided it, just like these bases. No one needed them, but here we are. <laughs> so I do like how they have this giant thumb rest on all of them. Yeah, and the, they put that there so they could move the sound hole all the way up to the top horn, or the top area. Yeah, right I, I actually bet you that allows the guitar to be louder. I mean... Because now you have a bigger surface, uh, a flatter surface area for your fundamental note, which is the big deal with, you know, a bass. Having a bigger soundboard oh. will help it be louder. Okay. Because, uh, fun science moment here. You don't hear the strings vibrating. You hear the top of the guitar moving on an acoustic instrument, right? So, right. um, the larger that area, the louder it is. Hence why jumbos are louder than parlor guitars for example it's not all about size size matters that's what she said okay so proud of you moving I'm, on I'm amazing yes uh let's you can talk about this next thing so dr z and carol and amps team up to create the caz 45 amplifier head um i don't know carol and amps that well do you never heard, never heard of them i think i have a profile from them from tone junkies so i guess they're a boutique group um that i'm some dude's gonna show up in our group being like what the heck man you've never heard of them um nope nope i haven't um i feel like jason fuzzmonger would be the first person to be like hey see dr z is like a Nashville brand, so I don't know if that would fall in yeah. line with like Jason's brand. Well, you know, I, f I don't know. You think yeah. you're saying that Jason can't go to Nashville? I'm just saying that's not really where the type of music Jason seems to love comes from. What if like, uh, like deep downside, Jason's like a Brad Paisley fan, and we don't even know it. Oh, he must have not been happy about last week then. Yeah, he didn't say anything, so probably not. Or he's just, you know, staying in the closet about how much Jason Fuzzmonger loves Brad Paisley. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. All right. Is it well, possible that Jason Fuzzmonger loves Brad Paisley? It is possible. Hmm. Well, I'm not one to judge. All right. Okay, so how much is this amp? It's three hundred thirty three hundred forty eight dollars. All right, three thousand three hundred forty eight dollars. Did I say three hundred three hundred? You said $3,348, and it sounded kind of weird, so I just wanted to reiterate yeah. for all the people who don't know how numbers work. For the Brits out there, 3348. 3348. Yeah. <sighs> Boutique amplifier, 6L6 power tubes, has uh, wattage scaling, blah, 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 cleans to high gain. Three band EQ, three more knobs to grant deep control over the amp's texture sensitivity for tightness and low end, uh, thickening single coils and whatnot gain and aggression, which change has how the preamp runs into the power amp section. So I guess there's some sort of cascading sort of middle ground gain control in there, which could be unique. All right. With that, since it's going to be way too expensive for everybody, let's also talk about another amp that's probably too expensive for everybody. 
And and also a company that I've never heard of. You haven't seen Karstens before? I thought they were at NAMM last year. I don't know. They could have been. I, I didn't look at everything. Yeah, especially like the high-end amps, we tend to just walk right by it because we're like, yeah, that's not for me. Yeah, I'm never going to buy these. Yeah. And they're always the really loud booth where someone do, some dude is just shredding and you're like, this is annoying. I'm going to go away. Yeah, that happens. Well, with this, Carson has collaborated with Billy Corgan <laughs> to create the High Gain Grace Amplifier. It looks nice. I like the look of it. It's unique. It doesn't really seem like something Billy Corgan would design from a from a looks perspective, but yeah, who am I to say? Um, features Mercury Magnetics transformers, uh, high gain tonality, and is the the name of the game on this. Corgan's request was for the amplifier to have an unheard of <laughs> amount of gain. Wow. Yeah. Uh, bright switch, presence knob, master volume, tone stack, um, and headroom adjustment. It is a four twelve AX seven into to four EL thirty fours. Um, ba, 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 ba. coming in at thirty five hundred dollars, limited to fifty units, which will probably sell out because Billy Corgan's fan base is still fairly big. Um, and I'm imagining he used it a bit on his most recent album, which probably have you had a chance to listen to that album? No, I haven't had a chance yet. Uh, if you liked a door, it's more like that kind of era. The doors, a door. Oh, the album they did. Was it right before Machina? Machina was kind of the more popular one. You're not the big pumpkin's head. No, not really. But well, looks neat, neato. Yeah, that get that plus a reverend, and you have his new sound instead of the. Didn't Billy Corgan? He used to use like a big like modular preamps, like custom modular preamps, which is probably closer to what like the Synergy preamps are now. Yeah, and he had this whole like elaborate rack kind of thing. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next thing because this is something I really want to talk about. So, Gator has come out with the new, what were they called? Closet bag gig bags? CGCB. Gator closet bag series. So, these are neat little bags, something that you can hang in your closet. So, it kind of reminds me of like, what you put uh, a dress or a suit in those bags. Oh yeah. A hanging bag for yes. Yep. That's, I mean, that's what it reminds me of. It's pretty cool. Uh, It's got spots to hang like, or to like put pedals, strings, accessories. Uh, It there. Here's the thing though. You're not going to be hanging a bunch of these up because I mean, your closet's not gonna be able to handle it. Yeah. For, especially if you're a person with like an old dowel, as as yeah. your your hanging rod that it's already right. sagging underneath your dress shirts you know it's i gonna... mean you could probably fit like two less paws yeah and then it's gonna snap yeah so they've got acoustic bass and electric guitar versions of this 
Um, yeah. The zippers are well positioned in a way that you can kind of leave the bag like half zipped up too. Mm-hmm. So for those of us that like, yeah, that you, you, you know, you, you've got a guest room or you've got a coat closet or something. That's where you're storing your guitar cases, like on the floor right now. This is a cool yeah. alternative where they won't all fall out when you try to get one guitar out. I mean, this is also cool. Like it's They show the picture on like a rolling rack. Mm-hmm. This is something, I mean, this is actually kind of cool for like, if you were to be traveling, but you can, I mean, it's not really like a gig bag that you can, take with you that well is it I mean, does it have the, straps it it looks like it actually does have shoulder straps but they're pretty anemic right um i mean these are coming I mean, this... at like 40 bucks so you know you're competing with like the basic guitar sleeve at this point you're not right. competing with a gator or like the gator pro go series or like something no. up, upscale like a mono or reunion reunion blues kind of a thing but i mean but this is like neat i mean i could even see like uh i don't know imagine if you're like church already had like a rack in the back you can just kind of throw your guitar in this whenever you're done you know instead of having to set it somewhere if you would like take it off stage with you something like that i don't know i feel like for 40 bucks it's like it's a it's pretty cool yeah it's, I, it's like it, 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 it's, it's got, in that price range it's got pockets for all your accessories and stuff like that too so one one or two or three of these and suddenly everything's stored away really nicely um, yeah yeah, I, I definitely see people using these. Um, but yeah, I just, I would not, for my high-end guitars, make this my case. Oh, no. This is like... But I if, mean, you're, if you're like me, where you own one mono bag and you own a bunch of guitars, and what you do is yeah. you just pick what guitars you're bringing that week and you just throw those in the bag, you know? Yeah. Um, and I you can have this for your other ones, and that would work too. I'm going to show these to Jess and be like, hey... Tired of all these guitars laying around and being all over? Here you go. Yeah, I mean, they don't work for my house right now, but my uh, one of my apartments in Toronto, I had a walk-in closet there, and yeah. I did not need that much of a closet. And so I just kind of put my guitars on the floor in there. Mm. I mean, this was back when I had like three or four guitars. but um, Now you have 34 guitars. Uh, I'm in double digits, but I'm not that high. Anyway. I am. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> Come on. That was funny. Did it just hit? Did the joke just get to you? <laughs> it was a delay onset. I got to I gotta hold it, and then I start coughing a little bit, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, so that's pretty cool. 40 bucks. I might, I'm going to show these to Jess, and I might get one at some point. Diaz, were you hitting um, the period button in like on your keyboard or something no uh, all our links just went to crap oh gosh <laughs> all right I last thing i wasn't trying to okay all right, let's talk on. about the last thing here and so we can get into our topic and wrap this up because we've been going too all long right. all right Presso is an all-natural wax to relic your guitars boy great what the frick i didn't look at this beforehand this was on the bottom <laughs> of the list this is all right hold on number one monte presso is a horrible freaking name i hate it and open green woods gives a rich and dark relic look all right just i don't even know you you tell me what this is like i I, i'm reading it and i just don't get it it's a wax stain that you can just kind of 
get to work into guitars to have them look relict. I know, but like, I don't know. Well, why does it need to be a wax or what? I just, I don't, I don't know. I need to watch like a video of it being used to like understand. I don't know. Apparently the guy's been using it. Yeah, it's basically something he's had in his shop for a little while and now he's uh, getting it out there. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think it's probably got like espresso beans or something in it to kind of just rub in. And I mean, people use coffee to stain and age things for a while now. So I've seen that used with like pick guards. I've seen it used with, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, So I guess this is good like once you get the paint off. Uh, I like, think, I mean, with it being a wax, it kind of lets you get into the paint. Okay. And throw it on. I don't know. I see there. I'm not sure I, about that. I, I, well, one, I don't see people needing an entire thing of it. But. I mean, it's a pretty small container. Yeah, it's about the size of a coffee cup. Yeah. It's like, what, 20 bucks? Yeah. It's not horrible. Yeah, and I mean, it's not as undoable of a, well, almost relicking is not undoable. Is, am I saying that right? Anyway. Um, it's not able to be done. Yes. The, uh, most relicking is permanent. So um, yeah. this just seems like it's it's subtle in the way it gets, goes on and allows you to do it evenly. So it doesn't look like you just sharpied a spot in your guitar to relic yep. it. So. Anyway, check it really out. It, it, yeah, it. if you want to age your crap, that's one way to do it. Check them out, Monty Guitars. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. Let's. What was? That was on your end. That, no, that was me. I knocked something over. All right. Uh, let's talk about this topic, Scott. Well, you're the one who picked it, so why don't you kind of introduce it? Well, in in, in completely non-controversial ways. Gibson has announced a new reverb store that will sell prototypes, demos, and artist-played instruments. The store will kick so off they're... with 40 original prototype SG and Les Paul models um, to sell the list of collectible or one-off instruments. Um, if I recall correctly... Uh... The store will launch and benefit youth music education programs amid the COVID-19. That's a different. Oh, no, sorry. That's that's a different store that actually I was accidentally looking at today. Um, I assume this money's is the money being donated. I don't know. That's not clear. Anyway, Gibson selling demo models. Um one-off relics and the like an artist played models. i mean i think it's cool i like it beats him running it over with a tractor trailer yeah when they get rid of these guitars uh so i don't i it, i saw this originally and people started objecting to it and i was like why 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 would this upset you other than like if if they're blems and they're being sold some of these are being marked as good condition they're not being sold as new or mint so they're they're being sold as used they aren't exactly 
very cheap. They're on the higher side of used pricing. Um, yeah. But do come with um, partial warranties and things like that still. Um, this is the first time I think Gibson's selling directly or semi-directly through a, mer- uh, a shop like uh, Reverb. Where, yeah. if I remember, factory seconds used to be kind of, there used to be stores you could go to to find some of them. In, in like, Nashville area. There used to be, like, the outlet store. It wasn't the Gibson outlet store, but, like, local stores would have them. So. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just kind of crazy that, re- like, Gibson's going on reverb and doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's a big step. I... Isn't Fender selling directly through their website now too? Um, I believe yeah, they've been doing that for a minute now. Yeah, they've been doing that for a while. I I remember uh people were not too happy about that one either. But I don't know, I think it's I mean there's I mean pedal builders sell direct. Yeah. I think they're afraid that they're gonna like kill small business. Well, I mean, yeah, the the amount of work you have to do to be a Fender dealer, like you have to buy a lot of guitars, and so you, therefore you have to sell a lot of guitars, and so having more competition is always a bad thing if you're a small shop owner. Um, yeah. Whereas, honestly, most small shops have now just become the used store more often than yeah. not. Um, because a lot of them just can't buy in the bulk that they need to to be an authorized dealer for a brand, or they really have to commit to a brand um so like that was that was kind of the problem with a lot of the places by me like the small shop guys were like we had one that would one that was like almost exclusively taylor and that was pretty awesome like because he just had really good deals on taylors but there's another guy who was like samic like they only carried like samic guitars which was kind of a weird spot in that time yeah well, I don't know. I don't think it's like kind of crazy. I think it's neat. I think it's awesome. Like Gibson selling stuff instead of just, I mean, for people to get upset about this kind of blows my mind because do you remember whenever Gibson ran over all those guitars with a freaking tank or whatever and like everyone lost their damn minds? Yeah, I just alluded to it earlier. Yeah. Well, maybe I got distracted really quick. <laughs> yeah, uh, when, when they were destroying everything from Memphis, that was a. Uh... That was not great. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so like, this is it's a cool know. thing. I actually, I like the idea of them selling prototypes. I think that's fun. Yeah. Um, do you think a prototype would be worth more than the standard line? No. No? I, it's rare. Well, yeah. But, I mean, prototype, if it was a prototype owned by the artist, if it's like an artist prototype, yes. But if it's just like a prototype of a, and if it's a prototype of a new style, yes. But if it's just a prototype of like that color or like something, I mean, then no, <laughs> not really. Like, if, remember, was it two years ago they had that listing for that Les Paul that had some like visible damage on it and it got listed on the website? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like well, they put it, it up as like the demo picture and it had stuff wrong with it. Yeah. And like, then they like Photoshopped it later or whatever. But, yeah um, people lost their minds if that guitar found its way onto reverb do you think it would be worth more or less than like a normal les paul 
Oh, less. I'd say less. Like that specific one? Yeah. I mean, what are they going to be like? Oh, this was the one that they put up on accident. I don't know. I don't know. It's fun to it's fun to have that unique one of one. You know, like every everyone loves to have that like bragging rights guitar of like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a jazz master, but this is the only one that has this. Or like, I've got a Squire Strat, but it's made in the USA. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. Oh, no, no, but this was the good year of Squire and blah, 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 or, you know. Yeah. I feel like that also, that just kind of fits into the, the Gibson population stereotype. Uh, where if they've got something that sets them apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I get it. I don't know. What do I know? I think it's pretty cool. I think that it's it's neat that Gibson's going on and listing their own stuff on Reverb. Yeah, I mean, if these are, it, it's also kind of cool if if any of these are the ones that got like loaned to an artist to go on tour with. Oh yeah, and then they come back and they sell them of like, hey, this was the one. I think that would add some intrinsic value to some of them. Like a fan would yeah. want to get them. So like I know. Like Rhett Shull had had a loner on one of his tours. I've seen Joey Landreth running around with a Gibson loner. Um, I know that uh, Nancy Wilson from Heart. She'll get loners. She'll get loners. Uh, I actually have a friend. I think I've mentioned it before. He's friends with the drummer in Heart. And uh, he went and was doing a sound check. And apparently... uh, Nancy had a guitar that was that Gibson Center, and she played it for like half a song, and then g- took it off, and was like, "No, I'm not playing with that one." Hmm. Which is pretty cool. So, I mean, that's I mean, it's neat. I don't know. I feel like if anyone's upset about this, then they need to like reevaluate what upsets them in their life. I feel like that applies to everything we've talked about lately. <laughs> yeah. Joel Corte is trying to ruin my life. Yeah, actively. He's actively trying to. He's not even done yet. There's going to be more pedals. How dare he run a company that gets so successful this year that they struggle to keep up with demand to the point that there's no new or used in stock of a lot of different brand of their pedals and they're going for yeah. inflated rates. Yeah, like the generation lost. Oh, I'm talking about like not even their limited edition stuff. The mood is out of stock everywhere. Yeah. You can't get one. Wow. It's insane. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. You can, uh, if you want to like tell us we're stupid about stuff, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop just go on facebook hit that search bar and look for the effects loop uh you can follow us on instagram at the effects loop you can also join our patreon if you want to give us money to talk about stupid stuff patreon.com slash the effects loop pretty much anything slash the effects loop i think that works yeah and if you want to email us which no one ever does but if you ever feel the urge to email us you can email us at the email us at the effects loop at gmail.com you know what if it wasn't going to get me shot, I'd probably give out my home address. You can write me a, a letter if you want to. Let's not do that. We can get a P.O. box. I used to have a P.O. box. We could have used it. Well, dang it, Scott. All right. Anyway, well, uh, well here, here's a challenge for the listeners this week. Uh, okay. we're, we're potentially looking at a few weeks here of the news cycle ramping down. 
Yes. And we're thinking about having some guests come on the show. Email us who you want to have as a guest. Someone or from the gear just community. tell that, if you know that person, just tell them. Like, I want to hear you on the show and make yeah. it happen. Yeah, you should actually tweet at them. That might make it happen. Or find them on, you know, other forms Do people of still use Twitter that media? aren't in politics? Uh, I don't think so. It's like Twitter and Parler now, and that's it over there. And then Facebook, there's like that one. What's Weemy? Weem? No idea. I don't know. I don't keep track of I, that. I'm, I haven't I'm looking up function on Facebook. I don't think I've posted on Facebook in like three months. So kind of losing interest in it other than like gear groups. Okay. Well, don't talk to Scott on Facebook. He won't respond back. But if you do want to talk to Scott on some sort of fa- form of Facebook, you can join our Patreon and join the chat room. He's active in there. All right. And thank you for Westminster Effects for sponsoring this episode. Go check out WestminsterEffects.com. Name and claim your tone. For the effects loop, I'm Diaz. I'm Scott. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hate annihilated, every heart is one, love again, so Don't buy